Welcome back, beautiful people. This is another episode of An Untold Narrative. And this week's podcast is going to be a little bit different where I invited uh, my good friend Kevin Fryer onto the podcast to talk about the past couple weeks. Uh, he was as psychotic as I was to run 144 miles in 12 days for the first 12 days of December with me uh, and raise some money for some kids toys. Um, and so I figured this podcast will be specifically around that journey and running and uh, raising money and awareness and and uh, and everything encompassing that. So if and hopefully you are uh, interested in the running journey, you can definitely stay or stick around and and, uh, and chop it up. But Kevin, what's up? Where where are you? Give I mean, like, listen, I have a lot of creative people on this podcast and you're probably like don't necessarily fit that bill. But I think okay. you do a really interesting things with your life. And so you know, maybe just give like a quick overview of like who you are, where you are, what you do and things like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So uh, Kevin Fryer. Um, so I currently live in, in Savannah, Georgia, uh, but I am from Connecticut like Dave. Um, my wife and I back in, geez, what was it? 21? Yeah, February of 21. We moved into an RV full time, um, which was uh, just just a life changing experience. It was it was really, really cool. Um, to say the least. And, and long story short, we, you know, lived in that RV for, for six months. We traveled a significant portion of the country. We got as far west as Colorado. Um, and then sadly, the RV broke down. We had a few bumps in the road on the way there. So we kind of, you know, took that as a sign of maybe we'll, we'll pick a place to settle down. And that was um, kind of part of the journey. You know, we were like, hey, we'd like to experience somewhere different than Connecticut. Um, her and I both, you know, born and raised from Connecticut. Um, and so Savannah, Georgia was just the, you know, the number one place, um, on our list that we saw, we just, you know, love the quaintness of the city and, you know, the Southern hospitality, man, it's a real thing. Um, <laughs> so we decided to settle down here. So, yeah, so we've been here since, uh, August of 21. Yeah. So that's super cool. No, we're going to, we're going to get into, um, the running in a second, but one thing I did want to talk about you specifically was that you work part-time and yet you make a, you know, you live a very unique and interesting lifestyle because it's seemingly like you're actually like figured out happiness amongst life and you don't even work a full-time job, but yet you have such a high uh, placement and hierarchy within this organization. So I just wanted you to like talk two minutes about kind of your work and how you figured that out. Yeah, definitely, man. So, so yeah, so I went to, I went to school for accounting. So I have a, a bachelor's degree in accounting. Um, I am a CPA, you know, I got my CPA license after that. And I started working uh, for a firm in Connecticut right out of college. And I've been there ever since. So I've been there for uh, just over 10 years now. And um, it's been, it's been great. It's been a really cool company. I really enjoyed it. Before I, I moved into the RV, I made it up to manager. So I was a, that was my title. So I kind of went from associate, senior associate to manager, um, kind of climbed the ladder a little bit there. And about a good year and change into that, that's when I, you know, kind of came up with the uh, RV idea. And <clears throat> so what I did is I kind of wanted to pitch it to my company to say, hey, listen, like, you know, I... I had the savings, like my wife and I had the savings that we could have just, you know, not worked um, while we traveled, but I really wanted to have the best of both worlds and not really be too, you know, um, strict with money and things like that. Because when you're traveling, you want to experience stuff, you know? Um, 
so, so I really just pitched it to them. I said, listen, you know, I can work three days a week, hundred percent remote. Um, at the time COVID had just hit. So that kind of, in a way almost worked out when it came to the whole remote thing. Cause it's like, well, we've already seen, we can do our jobs hundred percent remote because we had to, um, you know, and, and the partners at my company, man, I, I gotta say, they were just like, so awesome about it. Like, um, I had one partner who was just like, dude, I, I wish I thought of that. He's like, I wish I decided <laughs> to do that years ago. Like, he's like, I'm, I'm envious. He's like, go for it. Um, three days a week is good. Like we reduced, you know, my, my workload, my client load. Um, and they said, just make sure you have an internet connection, you know? And, and so I was able to do that. You know, I'm able to make sure where we were, I was able to get internet. You know, I had to travel on our moped 30 minutes sometimes to get to the closest cafe to get Wi-Fi, but I got my job done, you know? Um, and yeah. And so when we moved to, to Georgia, I was just like, Hey, like I want to, you know, still work with the company, still be, uh, remote and, and do a little bit of part-time. So I work now, I work four days a week year round instead of the three that I was doing in the RV. Uh, but I, I don't work Fridays. I don't work tax season hours anymore. Um, you know, like a traditional accountant. And, um, this past, uh, September, I actually got promoted to senior manager. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I've definitely been able to kind of figure out that work-life balance. I, I really do enjoy it. And, and, the wife and I still travel uh, a ton, <laughs> to say the least. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's crazy, man. I I, I really just wanted to spotlight that because it's like so many people think you have to work a zillion hours a week, and I'm I definitely fit in that bucket, right? And uh, and you yeah. figure it out. I'm just gonna ask for part time, three days a week. I'm gonna make it happen. Four days a week, I'm gonna make it happen. I could still do the job, and I could do it really well, and even still reap the rewards of getting promoted. So. I think that's so cool. And uh, hopefully if anybody's listening, they, you, know, you never know, just ask for it and, and uh, maybe buy an RV and figure it out. So, Yeah, that's the thing, man. I mean, uh, the biggest thing that I went with in my mind was the worst thing anybody can ever say is no. You know, my company wasn't going to fire me because I asked <laughs> it. They might tell me I'm crazy, but they weren't going to fire me, you know, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of Speaking of crazy. Um, we're going to get into the, the, why we're even chatting here. Um, I remember you were the only person that crossed my brain cells when I had came up with the idea, uh, to run 144 miles in 12 days. And it's definitely psychotic and a little bit crazy. Um, I don't think that either one of us had experienced that much of a workload of a physical feat. Uh, to that point, you've definitely run your fair share and you've definitely built up your endurance over time. And you were even had a, uh, a half marathon Spartan race built into that that 12 days, which probably didn't help. But, um, but you, uh, I, I remember immediately you started giving me excuses and then you came back and you just said, fuck it, I'm an, I'm in. And so like, why did you eventually end up saying yes to it? I mean, it it was funny because, yeah, you were like, you know, I said, oh, I got this Spartan race. You know, I really want to do well. It's just like, Kevin, it sounds like excuses. And, and, it, and it was, you know, that's exactly it. Like, I was just giving you excuses. Um, and when you even think about it, you're like, well, dude, you're already doing a Spartan race. You already got one day covered, right? You know, like, I just kind of tried to look on the optimism. But I was like, you know what? Like, I want to challenge myself and, and, and my body to, you know, uh, the next level. and. I was like, you know what? He's doing it for a great cause too. So I was like, let me let me try to join him. And, and honestly, too, Dave, not to uh, you know um, 
boost your ego too much. But but the fact that you were like, eh, I, you're one of the few people that I could think of who um, would actually do this. You know, a lot of people, in my opinion. So I, I definitely that 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 was huge for me. I was like, right, that's awesome, man. I got to help this okay. guy out, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I appreciate that. But I know a lot of people, but they're not always willing to commit to like crazy things like this. And so I knew that 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 dwindles the <laughs> the amount of humans that I could potentially reach out to. Um, but just to give some people some backstory, it was really the Monday after Thanksgiving, I was on a treadmill at my apartment complex. And I was just like, man, every year I try to do something special around the holidays, because there's so many people not of fortune and are in a much, much worse situation than I am financially or just experientially or just across the board. Uh, just I'm in a much, much better situation due to a lot of different circumstances. And so every year I try to do something different. And um, I just had this idea while running on a treadmill. And I was just like, I think there's something cool about like the 12 days of Christmas. And I know that they're like, I think it's actually like 12 through 24 of the days. I, I think it's not actually the first 12 days of Christmas, but I like changed it up and, uh, and figured that, you know, it'd be a cool way to start, kickstart the new month. It started on a Friday. Um, and so, and I knew I wanted to do it for a cause, right? Because pain and suffering is great. But if you're just doing that, inflicting it upon yourself, and you're not actually doing any good around it, then I just feel like that would have been a wasted effort. So the idea of donating or trying to get people to donate money in order to raise funds for children's toys for Connecticut Children's Medical Center. Um, I actually think there's something psychologically that helps people like it's like a light switch. In terms of donating, it's like if you just ask people for money, being like, hey, I'm trying to raise money for this with nothing attached to it, people are a lot more hesitant than like, oh, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to run 12 miles a day. I'm going to suffer. And you're going to watch this journey of me suffering. And I actually think that helps people being like, oh, shit, he's doing something that I physically probably can't do or I can't do today. And so therefore, it's like it's like a switch and 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 people were a lot more receptive to opening up and, and donating because of the the just like how bizarre it is. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think it was a, it was a cool idea. And, you know, obviously you raised a, a number of, uh, a huge chunk of the total donations through your community as well. So, um, yeah, I think that that part was, uh, definitely super important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I think, um, another piece to it too, that was really smart was, you know, we were asking people to donate, you know, $12 a day or $12 in total, you know, and like, that is just such a feasible amount, no matter like what your financial situation is. Like I posted a bunch of times, I was like, $12 is like a cocktail, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it really is. And people, I think a lot of people, uh, in my community were like, yeah, you know, like, Kev's not asking for a lot. Like, let me help him out. He's crazy. He's running all these miles, you know? So I think that connection was, uh, was good as well. So, yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you're right. Maybe I didn't even think of that. Like, yeah, people spend way more than $12 on a cocktail these days in, in, in any major city. So yeah, that made, that made it cool. And it was, it was a really, you know, what was, what was amazing was that, that first day, like, I think I posted on, what was it? November 30th that I was going to do it the day before. And like, I think I raised, it was like close to like $700 before the challenge even started. It was pretty fucking wild. Cause like, you're right. That like $12 was so digestible for people. Um, exactly. And then, so 
in total, we raised over twenty nine hundred dollars, you know, between between Kevin and I and the you know the people that we know, which is just so bizarre. I mean, the the, the goal was twelve times twelve days, um, you know, every day, you know, which yep. is one hundred forty four hundred forty four dollars a day times twelve is seventeen hundred twenty eight dollars, and really just blew that out of the water. And so um, that was that was really amazing. What was um what was the hardest part in your perspective of of the the running uh every single day i think the uh the start of it was tough for me too because one one of my excuses was that i was kind of coming down with a little bit of a cold and you know i had that spartan race so the spartan race was day two of our our journey and um you know i was like all right well like i'm just gonna power through you know emergency orange juice all that good stuff um and so in the beginning, kind of pushing through that was tough. Um, and then I think also too, just finding time when you're doing things, you know, like um, day one, you know, uh, I was traveling to Florida. So like we had to drive six hours to get to the part of Florida uh, for where the Spartan race was. So I ran that morning, then we drove in the afternoon. We didn't get to our hotel until I want to say it was like 7.30 or 8, 8 o'clock at night. And we, we check in and we're like, all right, cool. Where's your fitness center? And the guy's like, well, our fitness center is not much. And there's only one treadmill. And my buddy uh, was doing the race with me. He was like, yeah, man, like you got to get those six miles in. Like, cause I told him how important it was and everything. So he's like, it sounds like we're just going to do laps around the, the Ramada Inn." And so we did 25 laps around the Ramada Inn to get those six miles in that night. Um, but it was like, yes, yeah, like the treadmill's broken. That's just another excuse get it done you know that's, so that, that's it yeah um did you did you i i think for, for for myself the hardest part um was just it wasn't convincing myself that i was doing it every morning but it was really mile one every morning at 6 a.m when i was running was always the toughest like for me the body is so stiff i don't know about you i didn't stretch yeah. once the entire time i don't i just knock on wood just just don't stretch and so, dude, that mile one every single day was like so much pain. It was like every day you get out of bed, your fucking ass hurts, your legs hurt, your ankles hurt, parts of your body, your hip hurts. It's like you're like 95 years old every single day. And then once you get going, it actually start you, your body loosens up and you feel better. And usually the second run of the day was always easier. But yeah, for me, it was mile one every single morning. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did the same too. Yeah. Waking up around six or so to try to get those six miles in before you got to do the work day. Um, it's tough. You know, me, I didn't, I didn't challenge myself as much to do it all outside um, <laughs> like you, but, but you know, I'm, I'm at the treadmill and I'm stretching and I'm just like, I, I don't really want to do this, but I'm gonna, you know, like and rolling out of bed. It's like, it's so easy to sleep in, you know, it's so easy to just hit snooze or reset the alarm for another hour and, and, and get some sleep. But I agree, man, it was, it was waking up was harder. And then the first couple of miles, but then after that, once you start feeling loose, you do it. You're like, I got this, I can do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Once it like really becomes routine, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty easy and simple. What do you think, uh, was the hardest part mentally for you? Um, mentally, I think, uh, I think honestly, just, just kind of keeping, keep myself on track, just kind of keeping, making sure that I kept going, kept doing it. Um, you know, definitely at times, you know, I'm listening to various types of music and stuff. So, uh, 
one time I was listening to like NF, you know, which is kind of like a sadder music. So that kind of gets you deep into like, you know, um, some of the, the things that you might be working through at times. So I definitely, um, <clears throat> you know, process some of that mentally. Um, but I just, after the first handful of days, to be honest, and don't even mean to make it sound like braggy. I just, I, I knew I could do it. Like I'm mm. like, I know I can get this done. And I, and I think we're a lot alike in the fact that it's like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to post all to the people, you know, my friends, coworkers, family, et cetera, that I'm going to do it. There's very few things that are going to stop me from actually getting it done. You know? hundred percent. Yeah, no. And I, I uh, NF was my most listened to uh, artist of 2023, according to Spotify wrapped. So um, definitely. Uh, but you know, one, one of the unique things that I did, I did not only, every run outside, but I also did every run without headphones. Um, and so it was a little bit, uh, I really pushed my like mind and body to its limits in doing that. Um, I encountered 20 degree, you know, degree Fahrenheit days of running at 6am, which is just cold as bricks. And you definitely don't want to wow. run outside. I encountered pouring rain on multiple days. There was back to back Sundays throughout the 12 days were just down pouring rain where you're like, I had to buy another pair of sneakers because they're just like you like, what are you going to do? Mine are fucking soaked. So it's like had to do that. And then mentally, like not listening to headphones where running's great. Running's like I've always told people running's my daily therapy, right? It's like while music or a podcast is playing, you're still thinking like your mind doesn't just focus on the music or the podcast. Like you wander and you like think about shit and it's really great. Not doing that without the headphones is just like another fucking level. It's like. Mm -hmm. you think about some like weird shit and like day day six for me was like the the most brutal like day six and seven it was like one it was those were the two coldest days definitely don't want to do it i had no motivation it's not a matter of like questioning if i was going to do it or not i was always going to do it but it was like the mental hurdle for me was just like i was so in my own brain about everything and it was just it was like, I've never experienced that big of a mental hurdle to do it, even though I knew I was going to do it. It was just like so challenging. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't have as many, many challenges as, as uh, that, but yeah, I uh, definitely struggled day six and seven. I, I'll remember those forever. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's very impressive and it's awesome of you to, to do that without headphones. Cause honestly, for me, like, I, I really was, I was able to disassociate a lot, you know, and also too doing it inside and in comfort of, of the planet fitness, you know, so I've got <laughs> music or I'll put a movie on my phone and then I got all these TVs, hey, you know, like <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just disassociating completely. My body barely even knows that it's running. You know what I mean? Like, like, so being able to do that, it definitely helped me like on the mental side, like my body's doing it, but my mind is like not there. <laughs> yeah yeah no that that's definitely amazing i've never even considered with a movie on but yeah it probably helps because every run is 50 minutes to an hour you know more or less so yeah it's uh yeah, it's I'm definitely gonna... a... i was just gonna say i got to watch a couple of my favorite uh christmas movies watch home alone one and two you know so <laughs> it is one of it fucking christmas kev over here um yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool. It was a it was a really interesting experience. And the one main takeaway for me, at the, or there was money takeaways, but at the end, was uh, that like I don't think like we. I'm going to speak on your behalf, but you let me know 
that like we even pushed our bodies to its full limit. I, I like by the end of it, I felt like that was maybe like 40, 45% of like how far I can go. I like did not feel like I pushed or found the edge of what my body can handle or not. Yeah, dude, I agree. I strongly agree. I think that there's more to be done. You know, we could definitely push ourselves to greater limits and it's all a buildup too. You know, like I feel like this year for, for myself, you know, I was looking back at like each month, how many miles I've ran, you know, cause we both use the Nike running app. So like we're able to track all of that data and, and these past handful of months, I've just been, you know, increasing the mileage. And this month is obviously blown out of the water already. The, the highest amount of miles, um, but yeah, and I think for me too, like what I've been trying to do is kind of incorporate two a days, you know, so I would a couple of times with this, I would run six miles in the morning at lunchtime, I would go lift because I don't want to not, you know, lift weights because I'm just in the habit of doing that. And then at night, you know, after dinner, I would do the other six. And now it's like, all right, well, I used to do six lift and six again. I can easily do six and then lift at lunch and then still have time the night to hang out with the wife and, you know, have that time. So now I've been just trying to incorporate that. So like tomorrow I'll wake up, I'm going to do my six again. Cause I know my body can do it. Like I've already proved myself over mm. and over and over again that I can do it, you know? So. I, I definitely think there's like the, that switch of routine. And like, once you become accustomed to it, it's just so easy and it's so natural. There's a guy, um, Ken, uh, I want to say it's Burnside, but it's not. Um, He's like this ultra marathoner and stuff. And he all he does for training is he just runs every morning 10 miles a day. And he's done it for like over three years in a row. And he just he just does 10 and does no other training. He just does 10 miles a day. And it's so habitual at this point. And he's just good. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, you would think, you know, you would have to do all these different distances and things like that. But and he's like, he's in his mid 50s. And he's winning races on this training routine. And it's just 10 miles a day. It's so bizarre. But it just, it it just proves that like, that's all it takes. And, uh, and yeah, you're right now. in in hindsight, six miles a day is fucking easy, which is wild to say. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but obviously, the reason why we did it was, uh, you know, this is this is recorded. I'll probably try to get it out on Tuesday this week. Um, was raising the funds for the Children's Medical Center in Connecticut. We're obviously both from Connecticut. <clears throat> um, I don't publicly share this, or I really didn't. I blogged it, um, but I spent some time as a child in Connecticut Children's Medical Center, and so I thought that it was just a a really good way to just bring smiles to kids' faces. And so, yesterday on Saturday. Um, I actually had, obviously, through everybody's donations, had the opportunity to go Christmas shopping. And um, I wanted to spend a couple of minutes just talking through that process because there was, it is a process buying $3,000 worth of children's toys, people. Um, let me start with it took three full carts at Walmart. I knew that I had to find a Walmart super center because I knew they had enough toys to like keep in stock. Like at one point it crossed my brain of like, I'm going to clear out this Lego section and I'm going to potentially rob other kids from their Legos that they're going to get on Christmas. Like I'm buying this the Saturday before Christmas. And like, then you enter a Walmart super center. And you're like, Oh no, they have Legos for years and uh, we're super good. So I'm, I'm happy that I selected that retailer. Obviously like I would have loved to support more of a mom and pop style shop and things like that. But like, ultimately it's like, 
I can't be choosy. I want to stop once. I want to buy it once and call it a day. Um, but one of the more interesting things was one, it took three carts worth. And so you're, you're hauling around carts. I got to bring when they're full, I got to bring them over to customer service, which if anybody's ever been in a Walmart, I'm not trying to talk shit about Walmart, but my God, is it a fuck fest? And so you got like alarms going off cause I'm going the wrong way. I got this cart full. I didn't pay for it. I got people coming up at me. I got people yelling at me, but like, whatever. Then they're like, Oh, put it in this back room. Then I'm going in the back room and they're like, Oh, you can't enter the back room. This is employees only. I'm like, well, you guys just told me to put this car back here. <laughs> so it's like, it was a, uh, it was a lot. Um, we tried to keep track obviously monetarily of like, instead of just dumping toys into carts and figuring it out at the cash register. It's like, you got to keep a list to make sure you don't dramatically go over or underestimate even like you have no idea how much this shit costs. So um, at the end of it, it turned out to be, 358 toys, individual toys. And that does include, let's call it, you know, we did buy a bunch of Play-Doh um, because that was on the list of like things that the kids at the children's hospital really enjoy. And so I don't know how many, I think it was like 45 different Play-Dohs. So that it came, it, those are like 50 cents each. So it's like, you know, you can count that, but like over 300 individual toys is really just like a overwhelming feeling. It's like, I there's there's videos of me like trying to like stack like boxes of Legos and Barbie dolls like up to the chimney carry them over to the cart and it was it was it was pretty fucking wild man um and you really do feel like Santa Claus um thankfully I had this woman Ruby um from the West Hartford uh Walmart Supercenter she was lovely she closed down her uh register when she saw us pull up she was awesome about it um, they didn't have plastic bags. They stopped using plastic bags. So we had to go buy laundry, laundry, ba laundry basket bags <laughs> to put all the toys in. And so you literally look like Santa Claus dog. It was wild. And so we're filling up like $3,000 worth of toys in these Santa, these Santa Claus bags. Um, it was pretty fucking special. It was, it was, it was so cool. And the people notice like, right. There's, there's a lot of people around you and they're noticing and they're like, what are you doing this for? And then they're interested and they're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. This is so nice of you. And to me, the, the, the cool part of that is like, that person's going to go tell somebody that person might be inspired to do something different before Christmas. And just, I think there's something really unique about the way, like the butterfly effect of things of like, when you do something that impactful, like you never know who you can inspire around that. And so, yeah, the experience was pretty cool, dude. Yeah, man, that's amazing. I mean, I think it's just, it's it's so great to give back in general, but then when you have something that's, you know, close to home, you know, like you shared about, about your life and, you know, you had asked me a little bit about why I wanted to do that too. And, you know, I'll share, um, like I shared with you, you know, there were, there were a number of years uh, for me and my brothers growing up that like Toys for Tots was the, the Christmas presents that we got, you know, we grew up pretty, pretty low income. And, um, you know, that was just amazing feeling and, and being able to be a part of this and give back and give to kids, you know, I understand where, you know, you might not get a lot of gifts as a kid, but I've never been a sick kid having to experience that, you know, with the parents too, you know, mom and dad are focused on the parent, you know, the kid's health, the medical bills, all this other stuff. They're not really focused on, you know, the, the toys and things like that. So, um, just an unbelievable, great cause, you know, um, everybody loves helping kids, man. And it's just so close to home. So it's, it's so cool. You know, you came up with this idea and, um, 
<clears throat> the experiences you had, you know, buying them all, man, I wish, sometimes I wish I was there, you know, I wish, I wish I was up in Connecticut to help you out there, but, um, you know, we raised that funds. It's such a great cause and it's dope, man. I mean, you it was, feel good it was definitely, it. you know, out of all the quote unquote success I've had in my life and my job and my career and everything else is like, that was just a, an experience, like a feeling that like I've has not come close to anything else. Like just being in service of, of other people and being so selfless. And, um, it was, it was just, it was really fucking cool dude pulling up. So they did it. They did like had this organized drop-off center. Like you can't unfortunately actually gift them to the children, obviously due to just sick. They're primarily sick as it is. And like, they, they don't want strangers just handing them gifts, which is yeah, it's cool if, if I got to do that and it's on video and photo, it's a great photo op, but it's also very dangerous for the children. So I'm glad they didn't do that. So we they had this drop-off center. I pull up, there's police officers, there's volunteers. They had like this shit like lined up and dialed. And it was so cool. These people came around and like, I drive just a, a traditional car uh, that's a sedan. My trunk is entirely full. My tire backseat is completely full of these bags that are laying, you know, horizontally. And I was like, can I get out and like help you guys to like show you, like they wanted to take everything out. And, uh, then they like open the door and they see it all. And they're like, holy shit, how much, how much is in here? And I'm like, well, it's like close to $3,000 worth of toys. And like, you can see it in the volunteer space and the police are like, oh my God, thank you so much. And so, just if anybody's listening and they did donate, like it really went a long way. Um, and like, you can see in like, for the people that work there, like it was going to make such an impact to everybody. Um, and so on, on, uh, for everybody's behalf, like just thank you for donating and, and supporting, but it was really cool to just, I do have a photo of, of me and the, the volunteers and, and some of the police officers, um, I'll probably, I'm going to share it tomorrow. So this podcast will probably come out on Tuesday. So it'll probably come out after I already share it. So definitely take a look at all that stuff. But man, it was, I, I wish you were there too. Cause it was, it was such a cool moment, man. It was like, you, you, it's so rare to feel something like that, like really out of body, uh, to, to, to really just give back and, and donate like that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. We did it, man. I, uh, I don't know if we'll do it again next year. I don't know if we'll do something different. I don't know. Maybe it'll be 24 marathons in 24 days. Who knows? But we'll figure it out. It's amazing, man. I mean, we should, uh, <clears throat> I think we should do something, you know, uh, something like this to give back, um, similar cause, same cause, whatever it ends up being. But, um, yeah, it, it feels good to to have that impact. I appreciate you sharing those photos with me. Cause it just, you know, made me feel good. Just saw like, yeah, like we, we were able to make an impact, man. And, and um, I'm excited for, for those kids to have, you know, what they wished for. So dude, a boatload of toys. Like, it's like, I think everyone in the hospital is getting a toy. Like, <laughs> I actually don't know, even know how many kids are there. But, uh, but it was it was a lot, man. Also, I learned a lot about like, how disassociated I am with like children's toys. Like there's a lot of new shit that like, I did not know of or did not have. There's like these, uh, what do they call them? Like all alone figures or something like that. And like, there's this like weird plushies. And then there was like these little fuzzy, like little backpack zipper things. And like, I just learned a lot about like, I Barbie's come a long way. When I was growing up, it was white Ken and white Barbie. There's a lot of different races of Barbie these days. I'm happy they've become progressive and, uh, and supporting all different kinds of people. So that was unique to see because I've never thought about it in probably 25 years. So <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, it was it was a pretty wild experience, man. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's funny. That's great though. That's excellent. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't imagine. You know, some of the things are repeat, right? You know, got Barbie, you still got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but there's all that new stuff, I'm sure. So yeah, it was it was pretty pretty spectacular. So anyway, um we've been chopping it up for a minute. Thank you for uh popping on, Kev. Um I'll definitely link your IG for anybody listening and wants to just follow along. We're gonna do some more uh more running feats. We both ran a half a marathon today on Sunday just for shits and giggles. I didn't even know we were doing that, and then I texted you and you're like, Oh, I just finished one too. And so it's amazing how uh how although the 12 days is done for us, we're still we're still out there just just going through the pain cave. That's it, man. Definitely, so, man, for sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course.